The largest conservative event in America is coming up in December. Phoenix, Arizona, 18th to the 21st. Tickets are going faster than ever, so go to tpusa.com, get your tickets today for America Fest. There's so much to do in Arizona, there's gonna be so much to do at this event. You're gonna hear from myself, Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Kaylee McEnany, senators, congressmen, governors, including, by the way, country music stars like Dustin Lynch, Branley Gilbert, Lee Greenwood, God bless America. By the way, use promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O, to get 25% off of your tickets. It's promo code POSO, 25% off America Fest. See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Today, we're gonna to take a step back and talk about how the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, what is it all really about? It's about the Second Amendment. Next, the CNN headline, they're going full White House shade war. Gee, I wonder where they got that story from. Next, illegal migrants at the Polish border exposed. And finally, the Pfizer CEO has called for criminalization of vaccine criticism. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We've all lived through the past 14 months of this and everything has come down to today. But I wanna talk about something specifically when it comes to this case. It never should have been brought. You could see from the videos that the people on the ground, the journalists, the independent journalists who were there, Elijah Schaefer, Richie McGinnis, Drew Hernandez, Julio Rojas, they showed us what happened. It was self-defense, open and shut. But what is this really about? This is about turning the American justice system into team sports. It's my team versus your team. And these politicized prosecutors have decided that because Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't on their team, and because the rioters, the looters, and the arsonists were on their team, that this kid should be prosecuted for going and doing the job that the governor and the mayor should have done in the first place. That's what this case was about. The fact of the matter is, you either have a right to self-defense and you either have a second amendment or you don't. Do people have rights? Do American citizens have rights or not? Listen to this insane clip from Joe Scarborough, MSNBC. This isn't a clip, by the way, from months ago. This is a clip from yesterday. So just generally, here we have a 17-year-old kid, underage, said he bought an AR-15 because he thought it was cool. He drove across state, had his mother drive him across state lines. He appointed himself a militia member. He goes around and he ends up unloading, what, 60 rounds, kills two people, wounds a third person. This is behavior that we, and I say we, I'm talking about conservatives, liberals, gun right. Uh, supporters, uh, uh, gun control supporters. We as a society, this is behavior that we as a society want uh, to, uh, to discourage. So the question is, what law is in place? So Rittenhouse, and Rittenhouse is in the future, don't say, hey, you know what? 
hell's breaking loose across the border in Georgia. I'm going to get my AR-15, skip school on Friday, and go up. And, and, and I, I'm saying, though, if you're in Florida, I'm going to go across and I'm going to go into Georgia. And my, my teenage kid is going to just start waving around an AR-15. None of us. None of us want this sort of behavior. So what's the charge against him for that? What's in the law that prevents that sort of uh, that sort of activity from taking place in the future? So Scarborough is spreading insane lies about this. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot 60 rounds. He didn't drive up and indiscriminately start shooting into a crowd. That's what they want you to think. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't do that. Kyle Rittenhouse was offering medical aid to people on both sides, and Kyle Rittenhouse ran for his life. You know, I said something on Twitter, and I'm gonna say it again. Kyle Rittenhouse had his life saved by the AR-15. If he didn't have that, then he wouldn't be here today because he was fleeing for his life on multiple occasions when a mob of rioters who were enraged were coming after him. That is the specific instance for which you are allowed and empowered by the Second Amendment to be able to defend yourself. You don't have to call 911 as they're chasing you through the street. What are you going to do? By the way, if you go and look at the videos, the police were there. The police were there at the other end of the street but they were so overwhelmed that they couldn't do anything. The governor didn't call in the National Guard. And by the way, this business of crossing state lines, by the way, not a crime to cross state lines in the United States. And second of all, I'm pretty sure this is the first time that I've ever actually heard the left care about borders. By the way, imagine thinking it's illegal to cross state lines to go to the town where you work and the town where your father lives that's 20 minutes away. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that this mob of rioters that came up from Chicago about 45 minutes away to destroy this little town. Nobody talks about them crossing state lines to do damage, to do violence, to wage domestic terrorism against a town that they decided was going to be their target. Make no mistake, folks, we are entering a very dangerous era in our society. Do we want to live in a society where roving bands of marauders are given a free pass because they're on the right team? Or do we want to live in a society where we have the rule of law and it is applied equally? Kyle Rittenhouse never should have been on trial. Every single person in that mob should have been on trial. It is a banner day here on Human Events Daily, and why is that? Well, we've been telling you, we've been the only outlet in the entire world for six months now telling you about the war within the White House. We call it the Shade War. Well, guess what? Finally, fi and this is hilarious to me, by the way, everybody said, oh, Human Events Daily, Poso doesn't have any sources, he's making this all up, this is a joke, this is, you know, he's just trying to sow dissension between the White House. Well, guess what? This weekend, CNN, 10-minute segment by none other than Jim Acosta came in lighting up Kamala Harris you go to CNN's head, uh, uh, webpage yesterday, the entire thing, the entire, every headline on CNN 
was about the White House shade war. Team B, Team Biden, just launched a tactical nuke on Kamala Harris's team, and they're doing it through CNN. You've got to check this out. So we've got today, of course, another one of our updates, but it's coming to you, not from me, it's coming to you courtesy of the people at CNN. Yes, I've got Jim Acosta doing my dirty work for me now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a Shade War update. Shade the CNN exclusive. Insiders reveal for the first time tension and frustration behind the scenes between Vice President Kamala Harris and the White House. The accounts come from nearly three dozen current and former Harris aides, administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke to CNN about the complex reality inside the White House. On one side, members of Harris's inner circle who believe she's being sidelined and set up to fail instead of being positioned to be a future president. One former uh, high-level uh, Harris aide put it this way, we put this up on screen, they're consistently sending her out there on losing issues and the wrong situations for her skill set. CNN has also learned Harris has told confidants uh, she feels constrained in what she's able to do. The mood, apparently summed up by the satirical headline from The Onion, uh, goes like this, that Harris defenders sometimes pass around when they're feeling annoyed. Uh, White House urges Kamala Harris to sit at computer all day in case emails come through. Of course, it's not that bad inside the White House. But on the other side of things, you have West Wing staffers who say they are completely exasperated, throwing up their hands at what they perceive as some of Harris's awkward mistakes, including some uh, cringy answers on Israel and the border crisis. Sources tell CNN there's also the belief that Harris's staff has repeatedly failed her and left her exposed. I'm joined now by the journalist behind all of this reporting, CNN senior reporter Isaac Dever. Uh, Isaac, uh, great stuff as always from you. Uh, let's begin with what's going on uh, with Harris's office. What's with all the finger pointing behind the scenes? Uh, you know, as I was describing it to somebody, you know, this is what uh, political reporting was like when we were on Earth One right. before Donald Trump came along. Sometimes this goes on behind the scenes at administration, and so it's not too surprising that it's happening now, but very interesting. It does, but of course, the particular situation here is that Kamala Harris is perceived as someone who is likely to be running for president in the future. Why is she perceived that way? She's run in the past. She's the incumbent vice president. Also, Joe Biden will be 82 years old in 2024. He says he's running for president uh, for re-election. Uh, there's no reason to take him, not take him at his word. But if that doesn't turn out to be the way that things go, she could be running for president in a year. Right. Uh, this could be, and, and she could be on the ballot herself, if not a, as the presidential nominee, as Biden's running mate again, needing to validate someone who'll be saying to the country, "Keep me in power until I'm 86 years old." There's a lot of political weight on her for that. And then, of course, there's the historical weight, people who look to her as the, the first black, first woman in, in power in this position, the first woman of color in this position. And all of that, what goes into that, and people wanting to see her really succeed and, and get out. Yeah, and in this piece, uh, which we, we should again mention, uh, sourced by dozens of people, yeah. uh, you also reference these Aaron Sorkin-like rumors that uh, Biden could replace her. That I mean, that sounds... Very far-fetched, but when the poll numbers get where they are, like they are right now inside the White House, I, I know this from covering 
the uh, Obama administration and the Trump administration, people start talking about all sorts of all sorts of things. Yeah, and look, yeah. as I said, this yeah. is a, it says in the piece, this is an Aaron Sorkin-style rumor that yeah. uh, Biden could appoint her to the Supreme Court and then put her on the court and then pick someone else to be his running mate going into re-election in 2024. Is that likely to happen? No, but it's the kind of thing that's going around in circles now because there's such a sense of frantic panic uh, of what's going on with her political prospects. You see a poll that came out last week that had Biden at his lowest numbers uh, yet, but had Kamala Harris 10 points below that. She was wow. at 28%. That means that there is a real problem that she has. And you see, when you get to those sorts of numbers, that means that the base of voters is draining away from her. And that's a problem that she's going to have to deal with. That's a problem that the Biden administration is going to deal, have to deal with if they want things to be better. So you get what's going on here, right? Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, they are the two front runners for the DNC nomination in 2024. And they say it in the clip. Joe Biden will be 82 years old. That means at the end of his second term, if he got a second term, he would be 86 years old. So what do you have? You have Kamala and Buttigieg battling it out, not necessarily for Democrat support, but for donor support in Silicon Valley. Mark my words, those Silicon Valley donors, that's exactly what Pete Buttigieg is going for. That's exactly who Kamala Harris is trying to hold on to being from California in the first place. We'll continue to cover this story. So I've had a ton of people asking me, what is going on on the Polish border? Why is it that Poland has militarized their entire border with Belarus? What's going on with this Middle Eastern migrant caravan? Why are they trying to break into Poland right now? What's the whole deal? Well, I said, it's actually quite simple. So, uh, you know, I went on Twitter and I changed my name to the Polish pronunciation of my name, which would be Jacek Posobiec. And I went in and I used a very high-tech, very specialized piece of intelligence community software that I'm able to know because of my background as a former intelligence officer. And what it is, it's called Snapchat. So you go to Snapchat, and I don't know if people know this, but you don't have to be friends with everybody on Snapchat to see their snaps. You go in to the map feature, and then you zoom in, you zoom in, you zoom in, where? Specifically on that border of Poland and Belarus, and you see who's posting. Crazy, I know, nobody in the mainstream media no one in corporate media will tell you the truth about this. You can go and find this information yourself. Anyone can go look. And so I went in a couple of times and I was scrolling around. I saw that other people were going into this. Look at some of the stuff that we found on the Polish border. Clearly, clearly we can see that these people are not fleeing refugees. Vice even did an interview with some of them and said, well, you know, we're not necessarily refugees. We just think there's a better economic situation if we can get into the European Union. So you understand what's going on. They want to get into the EU because of the welfare programs that the EU, through Brussels, through Angela Merkel, have been pushing for migrants. So understand that the entire media narrative of this is a complete lie. It's a complete joke. Will anyone admit that they're lying about this? Of course not, of course not, because the headlines are just too spicy. Poland forcing the, these poor refugees to stay out in the cold. The Polish winter is kicking in. How dare you, how dare you? Well, let's go take a look at some of these videos that actually document, because you can go back in time through Snapchat, that actually document the travel process by people from the Middle East into Minsk 
into Grodno and other parts of Belarus and then making their way down to the Polish border. Let's take a look. So you get the scam, right? Do you get the scam now? These are people who are looking for an economic leg up they're people who were basically, in some cases, middle class, right, from uh, their home countries, and now they're coming in, they're saying, no, 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 we demand to come into your country. Well, take a good look at this, Joe Biden, President Biden, and Vice President Harris. Poland will teach you a lesson about how you defend your borders, because defending your border doesn't mean you hate the people outside. It means you care about the people inside. Defending your border is defending your people, is defending your country. Poland says, we are not interested. We know that this is not a legal process that you are demanding to come in. And as we dig through more and more of this information, it's all coming out and it's all coming to light. And we here at Human Events Daily are not going to stop digging. Thank you so much for continuing to watch Human Events Daily. Support us, support the show. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO. Get your Christmas orders in now. I cannot stress this enough because you know that this is going to get backed up more and more and more. But I was sent this amazing video by FreethinkerFit on Twitter last night. And you've got to see this compilation that they've done. So a lot of people have seen this. They've said... The Pfizer CEO, by the way, the Pfizer CEO, I don't know if everybody knows this, is a veterinarian. He's a veterinarian. The Pfizer CEO is a veterinarian. So, okay, I guess we'll, we'll just go with that. The Pfizer CEO is a veterinarian, but he is calling for the criminalization of vaccine criticism. Let's take a look at this video. Make money by playing with the emotions of these people, trying to benefit and profit from this fear of the people. And this is who are the criminals. We're moving into uncharted territory. Millions of students will now have to stay home. The financial markets in free fall. Beat the press. Brought to you by Pfizer. There's more breaking news. The Food and Drug Administration has voted to recommend Pfizer's COVID vaccine for children. An important study, study by Pfizer. Calling the virus the beast. The unknown is frightening. You suffer because you are going to experience things you likely never have. 
I'm not looking to scare people. I'm trying to do the opposite. Janine Starling had chosen not to get the vaccine. Like you have a, a Ziploc bag over your head and somebody's holding it. That vaccine could have stopped all of it. Just one little shot. I feel foolish that I didn't get it. It is just a shot. Just get the stupid shot. Is she planning to get the vaccine now? Janine is planning to get the vaccine, planning to get her whole family vaccinated, including her six-year-old boy who's already had COVID. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. Good morning, America. Let's get right to the disturbing news. You are looking at the faces of the nearly 200,000 American lives lost to the virus. George, you testing positive for coronavirus. We're so happy to hear that. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer believes that the booster is safe for every eligible American right now. We are looking forward to be able to vaccinate all these vulnerable people. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. Welcome to CBS This Morning. Cases are climbing, things are getting out of control, and people are very afraid. If you're in your house, you have to wear a mask. Is that true? But it's up to us, Gail. All right, Dr. Fauci, we thank you for the message. Step up. Stepping up means getting vaccinated. Death count from COVID jumped 130%. Everyone is overwhelmed with COVID patients. Doesn't have to be this bad if people get vaccinated. Pfizer has asked the FDA to consider boosters for all adults. Is that warranted? No question about it. This portion of CBS This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. Out front tonight, the breaking news, 135,512 dead Americans temporarily paralyzed, multi-organ failure. Be afraid, be very afraid. Your worst nightmare. What they can do is get the vaccine, which is true. Here's the head of Pfizer's vaccine. The booster situation is not about making money. Smart enough to know that what they're saying is complete so I love it. I just, I'm sorry. I, I love it. You got the veterinarian saying to criminalize vaccine criticism, and then you've got everybody else saying, well, you know, they're, they're just playing to your fears. They're just playing to your fears. You mean, really? Like the entire corporate media apparatus has been doing for over a year at this point, nearly two years at this point? Cut the crap. And by the way, this show is not brought to you by Pfizer. Go to MyPillow.com and utilize promo code POSO. Well, that's all the time we have here today on Human Events. Remember, this is your daily briefing. This is the cliff notes of every single day. We give you 25 minutes, the entire news that you need to know. Our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. So be the influence agent. Give us your five-star review. Share this out with your normie friends. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. Today, all the way back in 1777, was the adoption of the Articles of Confederation. A lot of people don't know this, that the U.S. Constitution is actually the second governing document under which the United States of America was constituted. The original was the Articles of Confederation. We decided that we wanted to tie our alliance of states together better under the new federal government that was created under the Constitution. But remember, as always, we are a, a nation of states. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.